Welcome to the Common Good Show with Wanda Farrell, a show where we inspire and empower you to reach your fullest potential. I believe we're all called to a higher purpose and that we should promote acts of love and community for the common good of humanity. Again, you are listening to the Common Good Show, and I am Juanita Farrow. And I have an exciting topic, a show for you today, because we are having we having a guest on today, and she's going to be telling us her life story, such an inspiring story. And you know me, because you're listening to the show, is that I really love to highlight what people are doing and their lives and their journey. And so we have the perfect show for that today. So the title of the show today is The Warrior Woman of Gospel. The Warrior Woman of Gospel. And my guest is Thomas Pamela Johnson. And I want to tell you a little bit about Pamela. She is the firstborn daughter of Lloyd and Pauline Johnson and was raised with two brothers and a sister in a little neighborhood, she says, in Ward Lawns which is in the Denby section of northern Newport News, Virginia. She spent her entire life, she says, in church, starting out first at Colossian Baptist Church in Fort Houston, Virginia, and then later joining First Baptist Church in Denby after her father's death. She's always been in the choir, she said, but she didn't know that she could sing So it wasn't until a friend of hers told her to try out for a solo. And from that point on, she really started hearing music and started experimenting with songwriting, and that began her journey in music. She graduated from Virginia Union University in Richmond, and that's where she said she really found her voice, and she honed her vocal stylings by learning style with other jazz stylists. And also she graduated from college, and after graduation she became an English teacher where she created mentoring programs, um, taught English, and also created mentoring programs for talented and gifted at-risk girls. So she taught in schools for about 13 years, And then when she left education, she stepped out into entrepreneurship, and she started her own business developing training programs. And today she says that she really holds hands with music, which is her first love. So I want you to help me welcome to the show, Psalmist Pamela Johnson. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Well, I am really excited about having you as a gospel singer on this show um, to talk Mm -hmm. about your journey and the experiences you've had. And I know it's, it's been a very interesting journey, but I just want you to talk to the audience today in this in this 
show on the show and and just really talk about your experiences. And I know one of the things that you talk about, which really is exciting to me, is you talk about um, authenticity and that you yes. feel that you are authentic and, um, and that you've lived what you minister about. And I want to talk more about that because I love authenticity because I said a lot of times I always say is that we really are not ourselves. We're, we, 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 we pretend to be someone else or we don't really, um, we're not in touch with who we really are a lot of times or in touch with the feelings of other people. So what exactly has your experience been with authenticity? Oh, that's a great question. I really think that people are more concerned about what others think about them than being mm. authentic, being their authentic selves. And so, and, and I think that as a younger person, you kind of evolve into a person who understands that you are okay. And so as a younger woman, it took me a long time to understand that I'm okay. I'm a good person. I'm a good friend. I'm a good sister. I'm a good daughter. I'm okay. And if you get me in your life, you've got a a support network in me because I'm that person who will be there. And it took me a long time to understand that. And in getting me, you also get my real thoughts as opposed to my sugar-coated thoughts, where at the same time I know how to temper what I say so that I don't kill your spirit but but help you know yourself better or help you have a better perspective of whatever it is that we're discussing. And I think all of that is important as a friend and as a person. Mm -hmm. And um. When you hear the sugar-coated version, <clears throat> please excuse me, when you hear the sugar-coated version of the answer to your question or your situation, it doesn't make you grow. And so I, as a teacher, my whole thing is about making people grow and learn who they are as I grow and learn who I am. Well, you know, it's really interesting. The young people talk about it as just being real, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Keep know, it 100. That, exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you hear that saying all the time, it's just keeping it real. And I would much rather to know exactly who a person is and what they're really about than for someone to pretend to be someone else just because they think that's what I want to see or what I want to hear um, because that is not being true to yourself, but it's also not being true to uh, the other person either. I agree. I agree. Oh. And, and I I have gotten in all kinds of trouble because of my <laughs> keeping it real perspective. <laughs> because some people aren't have. ready for the re- <laughs> some people aren't ready for the reality. They're just ready for the sugar. And so you know I'm I'm one of those who will quickly say, "Really, boy, <laughs> is that what you really think, or is that what you just said to see what I'll say because that's what you said." Because if you want to hear what I'm going to say, I'm just going to tell you what I said, okay? Get ready. Here we go. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, like you're saying, some people are not ready for the reality. They just want the sugar, and that's exactly right. But I like like the way you put that. That's exactly right. I want to to talk now, because I know you have a CD out called Destiny Mm -hmm. Resurrected, and yes. congratulations on your CD. That is so exciting. Thank you so much. And, but I want to talk about that because I know there's a lot that went into 
um, you know, making this CD. So I want to talk about the inspiration behind the CD. What inspired you to do this CD? Can you talk a little bit about the songs and some of the inspiration behind some of that? Oh, absolutely. I called um, Destiny Resurrected my sprint towards destiny because mm. you know, I've spent my entire life singing with other people, singing in choirs and ensembles and on praise teams. And I understood that I'm a soloist. And so no matter where I sang, no matter the size of the group I was a part of, I was mm-hmm. always a soloist. You know, the Bible says that your anointing makes room for you, and I'm anointed. And so I could stand on the back row because I'm tall, <laughs> but the choir director would say, hey, come come here. I think I want to hear you sing this yeah. song right here. And it's always like really all the way back in the back row, how did you pick me? But okay, since oh, I'm anointed and I know. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And so – So I was diagnosed with cancer in 2004 and then again in 2005. And on the second diagnosis, I'd I'd gone through the surgery and all of that. And I, one Sunday, was at home still recuperating maybe two or three weeks off the table. And I just felt compelled, pressed to get to church. And I knew I wasn't supposed to be driving Mm -hmm. yet. And I was tired Mm -hmm. and looked like hell, really. But I had to get to church because there was something in my spirit that was pulling me towards church. I go to World Changers Church International and my pastor is Dr. Creflo Dollar. And there's always a word with Dr. Dollar. Mm-hmm. And so I went. I got there. I literally had on jeans and some sneakers and a sweatshirt or something like that. My long hair was pulled back in a ponytail. Did not look like my normal glamorous self, okay? All right. Now. But I sat there. They pulled me to the front. So I sat on like the second or third or fourth row at the uh-huh. front of the church, which was not typical either. But I guess they saw that I, I was in trouble. And so as, as Dr. Dollar was ministering, he talked about the cemetery and how so many of us die because we're afraid of what others might say about uh-huh. what we're doing if we step out on faith and do what God purposed us to do. And we miss so many opportunities to do what God yes. called us to do. And then we die yes. with all that potential in us. He said there are potential award-winning people here and songs and books and television shows that should be written, but because you're scared to do it, you're going to die with them in you instead of releasing them to the world like God intended. And so I understood that the enemy was trying to kill me. This was the second time with cancer. And so I began to just ask God. I knew that I could sing. I have a four and a half octave range. I knew I could sing. I knew I was anointed. My pastor in Virginia, um, Dr. Um, L.W. Francisco, Bishop L.W. Francisco, had taught about the anointing. I understood what it was, and I understood that it was mine. But I didn't know how to do this thing called become a recording artist, write a song. Mm. You know, I've, I've said for a long time that angels sit on my shoulders and sing in my ears, and I get to hear songs. So I've been writing music for years, but, you know, it's just me sitting at home with the tape recorder as opposed to me going into a studio. I didn't know how to do that. So I just began to ask God how to do that and to put me in the way of people who can help me make this thing happen. And so I said on Facebook, and I wrote a note and said, I want to go into the studio studio and do some recording. Are there any producers or musicians out there who can help me? And people began to flood my my inbox. (laughs) And I was like, dang, they've never heard me sing a note. I didn't have a website. I wasn't on YouTube. You know, so they just said, yeah, I'll help. It's like, okay, God, yay. (laughs) And then it began, okay, so now I need something. I need a song. (laughs) And so here come the angels, and they're singing. 
and I hear them singing, and, I, and it's like, okay, wait, let me turn on my recorder so I can sing what they're singing to me in this recorder, and I won't forget. And so, <laughs> and so literally I heard when you listen to I'm a Champion, what I heard the angels singing in my ear was, I'm a champion, and I know it. I'm anointed by Jesus Christ. You know, they sounded better, but (laughs) it sounded a whole lot better. But I heard the song. And when you hear Father Breathe on my CD, the angels were singing, Father, breathe on me, breathe on me. Send your breath from heaven, Father, breathe. I heard them singing it in my ears. Oh, beautiful. You sounded just (laughs) like angels. Oh, my goodness. Wow, beautiful. And, and so the next thing I knew, this. you're hearing I'm all hearing of this, it. and you're starting to to write this, and yes, you know, wow. yes. I remember when I wrote "Father Breathe," my goddaughter Tanisha called me, and she was like, "I'm him, you know, him about you, and I just want to pray." The Lord told me to call you and pray for you. Do you mind if I pray for you? And I'm like, "Yeah, baby, go ahead and pray." And so as she prayed, she began to say, Father, just breathe on my aunt, God. Breathe on her spirit, God. Renew her mm-hmm. mind. Renew her soul. Father, just breathe. And there go the angels. As she's praying, the angels are singing. And so what Nisha didn't know is I was sitting on my sofa in tears because I was overwhelmed with the cares of my life. And mm-hmm. so when we hung up the phone, I knew I was in the, in the middle of a ministry moment. And so I turned on my recorder and walked around my living room singing and praying. And so as I prayed, God, my prayers have all been prayed. You know, the the lyric is, my prayers have all been prayed. And God, I thank you for the victories and the ways you've made. Oh, the ways for me you've made a way. You know, (laughs) so as I'm praying, I'm hearing it. And so yeah. when I, I wish that I had known to save that recording. That was back before you could email recordings to yourself from your phone. But, <laughs> but as I'm praying, I'm hearing the songs and I'm singing it as I'm praying it, you know. Yeah. So, just to, so I've been doing this long enough to recognize when I'm in the middle of a ministry moment and that God is giving me a song. He's giving God you everything giving. that you need in order to fulfill that purpose. Absolutely. That is so incredibly powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And the Amen. angels, wow, that, that's, that's amazing. I, I think I, that I, people – yeah, go ahead. I think that people disregard that still small voice. You know, the mm-hmm. Bible talks about how God speaks to us in a still small voice. We disregard that because we're not accustomed to hearing from God. You know, and even those of us who who are in ministry, we're so busy in ministering that we forget that God also wants to minister to us. Well, you know, you brought up a really important point, and I just want to go back to that because when we talk about um, our our purpose, you know, a lot of times we talk about the fear and the fear that keeps us from you know, uh, fulfilling that purpose, but aren't we just afraid of our greatness? Because we are great, and we're given that purpose, but to really fulfill that, it's the fear that we have of fulfilling and knowing how great we are. It's more um, of a fear of failing to be great. Mm-hmm. And that's different. Yeah. 
you know, I'm, I don't think that people are afraid to be great. I think that we are afraid that we'll fail to become great. See the difference in what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so what if I try, what if I write this song that I think is wonderful and nobody likes it? I have failed to be great. What if I release this television show that I've been working on for years and nobody likes it? I have failed mm-hmm. to be great. And I think that's where the fear it lays. As so, and so to, we don't even, so sometimes there's not even the trying because, you know, we, we, we don't even want to, to try because maybe we know that there's something inside of us, but how mm-hmm. sometimes I think people will look at us, one, if we fail, but also when you become that which you were created to be, people mm-hmm. will look at you differently. You will lose friends because you have fulfilled that gift. People are, are going to be envious of you. People may be jealous of you, and they may step out of your life. You're going to lose a lot of people along that journey um, because you know how people talk. Well, you Oh, know, I agree. Hater nation is, is real. Mm-hmm. She thinks she is, you know, all of that. And so they may step out of your life. Um, simply because you really are trying to do what you you were born to to do. It's really so amazing. I I just, you know, we could spend a lot of time talking about that. But, you know, there is a lot of fear there. And, you know, and many people go to their graves without really achieving their dream or becoming the person that they were born to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But you certainly have listen to that voice um, and speaking to you, and you've used that to really uh, fulfill that, that, that purpose in your life. And, and it's so amazing um, um, what you have done and, and your CD that you, you have completed. I, I want to talk more about, because you mentioned um, about the, the journey with cancer, and I want to talk a little bit more about that and that journey and what that must have been like for you. Um, but we're going to take a short break now, and we're going to come back and hear more. We've been talking to Psalmist Pamela Johnson, and she's a gospel singer, and you've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Pamela about her journey and her bouts with cancer and what that must have been like for her on this journey. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow, and I've been talking to Salmas Pamela Johnson, the warrior woman of gospel. And so I am so excited to have her on this show, and she's been talking about her latest CD and, and just about her story. And Pamela, you mentioned about your bout with cancer two times at that. I want you to Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that and what that must have been like for you and what you've been through. Well, the first time I was diagnosed with cancer, I really was just terrified. When you hear the doctor say it's cancer, you also hear the the rest of the the tape is, and you're going to die. And so I was terrified that I was going to die. I wasn't even 40 years old. 
and, you know, um, how can I be not 40 and die? You know, it's too, 40 is too young to die is what I kept saying. And, and mm-hmm. I called my, my girlfriend in Virginia, who is Tanisha's mother, my goddaughter's mother, and mm-hmm. Kim is a pastor, and we got saved together as girls. And, and I called her, and I was, you know, one thing I believe is that when you can't pray, you need to call somebody who you know can. And so oh, I called my, my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, Kim, it's cancer. I know it's cancer. And Kim prayed for me. I think I passed out in the middle of her prayer. and But I knew that when I came mm-hmm. to, she had gotten the prayer through. And so I went through the whole cancer thing with the mm-hmm. them, the lumpectomy and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just had a peace about myself after what the was prayer. And I just, it's, it's it was breast cancer. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was peaceful um, after that prayer, and I just began to war in the in the heavens myself mm-hmm. for my own healing. And that's where songs like The Warrior Woman came about because, you mm-hmm. know, the words are when a woman prays, she uh, falls down on her face and lifts up her hands and mm-hmm. nothing stands in her way. And a woman, a warrior woman prays with her hands upraised. And I literally would walk around my house with my hands in the air praying about my healing and demanding wow. that that heaven release mm-hmm. the manifestation of healing to me. And so it, the first time was, was trying because I was scared. And then the second time, it came back in the exact same place. And this is stage oh, one wow. for both of them. And so I was angry because it's like, you know, how dare you come back after me again? Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. already won this fight, you know, and so got called Kim again, and she prayed again. And, mm-hmm. and this time, you know, I had peace about the entire thing. I just had heard the Lord say it was going to be okay. And so I accepted and received that it was going to be okay. But now this third time, the battle that I'm in right now, it's even more horrifying because, you know, the doctor said it's systemic, it's incurable, it's inoperable, and we can treat you just to prolong your life, but, you know, actuality, it'll probably kill you. Now, when you hear that, it's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, so if your plan is to treat... don't have the last word either. You know, I tell you, <laughs> I'm uh-huh. skipping a little bit. My, I called my cousin because her mother had died from cancer, and mm-hmm. her mother took chemotherapy and, and died quicker. And her mother told me that, my aunt, she told me that she had not felt well for many, many years. And then finally she found a doctor who said, well, let's run some blood work. And he ran the blood test for mm-hmm. cancer and discovered that she had cancer. And somewhere in that conversation, my cousin thought I said that the doctor had given me five months to live. And so my brothers and my sister were calling. It blew my uh-huh. phone up that particular day. Uh-huh. And so when the, and, and I have a two-story house, and so I left my phone downstairs on the charger when I went upstairs to do whatever. And so I heard the phone ringing and pinging, but I was upstairs. And mm-hmm. so it's so like, okay, I guess I need to return some phone calls. I get downstairs and I see how they have texted me and called me and gone crazy. And so I finally called my brother first. And it's like, what is this about? You have five months to live. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And so it's like, one thing about me, there is nobody on this earth who can say, Miss Johnson, you're going to die in this much time, 
there's no way I'm going to receive that. I would probably uh-huh. go off, turn tables over if someone had the nerve <laughs> to speak something like that to me. It's like, how dare you assume that you can make that pronouncement, you know? And so I had to tell my siblings to just relax. That was not my thought process, and that's not something I'd heard. But this yeah, third battle has been really that. Exactly. Not at all. My God. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't accept a report like that. It's just contradictory to everything that I'm made of. The uh-huh. fiber, the the tapestry of my life has been about faith and believing God. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. how there's no way I could be in this battle for my life and not believe God. There's just no way. And it's been uh-huh. really interesting because this whole battle started because I was in a lot of pain. And I went to the emergency room, and the doctor came into the room after uh-huh. all the tests and it's like, okay, well, it's good news um, and bad news. You're not having a heart attack because I thought I must be having a heart attack because the pain was everywhere. It's like, okay. you're not having a heart attack. Your heart is healthy. You'll be fine. The bad news is you got cancer. It's in your lungs. looks pretty bad, probably stage four. You need to go to your primary care physician and let him check you out and put, get you in some kind of treatment plan. And I was like, wait, what did you just say? That's like <laughs> then he that. Said it again. I mean, in- Sometimes the insensitivity of, you know, people when they deliver those kinds of messages, it's my, I mean, I'm out of the healthcare field, so I understand that. And, and to me, it, it still bothers me to hear Oh, my that. God. It was like, you want fries with that yes. shake? You might need some chicken fingers, you know? It's like, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, I had already set some things in motion because, you know, with the two lumpectomies, my my mm-hmm. breasts are, are no longer symmetrical, so I had decided to just get both of them taken off and mm-hmm. and to get restructuring, what is the reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I already had these appointments in place. And so it was, you know, I called my primary care physician, went in that, that Monday like, like the ER doctor told me, but then mm-hmm. I had had an appointment already placed for like Thursday with my um, breast care oncologist. And, and, mm-hmm. so, and so when I got the word from, you know, the um, PCP, then I went into my breast care oncologist and I told him what the doctors had said and what I'd been experiencing. And he was like, oh, I'm very sorry to hear this. And then as I was getting ready to leave, I've been with him for like four years, maybe five, and we're very friendly. We laugh and have a great conversation. We don't have mm-hmm. one of those stilted doctor meetings. And he's a praying doctor, and so he always prays wow. for me before I leave or whatever. Oh, and wow. so I remembered that I had found a lump on my neck, and I said, hey, I found a lump on my neck. And when he found the, he examined me, and he was like, this is very grave. I need you to get an, uh, an MRI. I'm not an MRI. What is it? He ordered three different a tests. Biopsy. I can't remember what they are. Biopsy, yes. Biopsy, and a, an ultrasound, yes. Mm. Ultrasound mm-hmm. and something else. And so mm. and it was don't leave. This is very grave. Don't leave. And so I was yeah. like, okay. And so I was able to get two of the tests done, but it was before Labor Day. It was the Thursday before Labor Day, and the technician, the te- what is it, the pathologist was gone. Mm-hmm you know, had started his holiday. So they told me to come back on Wednesday so they could do the biopsy. And I saw the two lumps in my neck. And that's when, you know, I came back the following week and he told me those words. It's systemic, it's inoperable, and it's... What was so it, it's in the lymph nodes. It was in the lymph that, nodes. Yeah. It was in the lymph nodes. Wow. 
And so fast forward a couple of weeks, I'm walking around my house because I'm a power walker, and so I'm still exercising and doing my power walking and, you know, doing my life. And I was walking around the house, talking on the phone to another girlfriend, and mm-hmm. I fell. And I fell. I couldn't get up. I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't, nothing. I could not move. And so Mm. one of my sorority sisters just happened to ping me and send me a text and say, hey, girl, just checking on you. How are you feeling? And I called her right away and I said, I can't feel my legs. I can't move. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, okay, listen, I need you to call the ambulance. And when they come for you, go. And I was like, okay. And she hung up the phone. As it turns out, you know, how do you conceive being paralyzed? You know, you don't know what that is because that's mm-hmm. not something that you've only seen it and heard about it. Never maybe even seen it up close. You've just heard it on one of those medical television shows. You know right. what I mean? So I didn't right. even understand that I was paralyzed. And so as it turns out, this sorority sister is a neurosurgeon, for real, for real, a neurosurgeon. Oh, See how God okay. has rams in the bush? You know? Oh, my goodness. And when she, <laughs> and it was amazing. I get there, and they do an MRI, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we found cancer on your spine. The cancer has short-circuited your body. We need to get in there and get it off right now. And we don't know if you'll ever be able to walk again. It's like, okay, wow, this is a lot. So I called her back, told her what they said, and she mm-hmm. told me some things. Then she prayed, then I prayed, and I was like, all right, let's get it. You know, my brother was on his way. And I woke up, I don't know how many hours, I still don't know how many hours later, Chris was here, and mm-hmm. the doctors were standing there saying to me, push your toes against my hands. And in my mind, I was pushing, but my toes were not moving. And so I literally lay there in that hospital room paralyzed. And I, I was raised by a woman in a wheelchair. My mother was in a wheelchair for almost 25 years. I know how horrible mm-hmm. that is. And mm-hmm. so it's no way I was going to accept being in a wheelchair. Uh. Oh, my God. And so I said in my mind right then, we're going to work this out. It's like, God, I need your help here because I can't do this by myself. And I tell you, inside of 36 hours, I was sitting up, sitting up on the side of my bed. And I kept saying to the nurses, if I can sit up, I can get up. So, I mean, I literally sat up for maybe 10 seconds, maybe and then mm-hmm. laid back down and rested for the rest of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I, I sat up twice in that one day. And then the next day I was like, okay, I'm getting up today. And I stood up, again, maybe 10 seconds, maybe. But the whole point was to sit up and get up. And the progression, you know, they, it just kept blowing them away because if I can sit up and I can get up, if I can get up and I can mm-hmm. walk. I took two steps up and two steps back. Okay, I got this. I'm walking. You see that? I'm walking. This mm-hmm. is God. This is a God moment. And so then the, the next day it was, okay, I took two steps yesterday up, two steps back. All right, today I'm going to do four steps up. By the end of the week, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to the bathroom. I'm tired of peeing in this bed. <laughs> Literally, that's what I said. And they were like, what do you mean? You can't walk all the way to the bathroom. I promise you. I walked to the bathroom and I walked back. It took me a long time. Oh, but you're not going to accept defeat. You're not going to accept no. that. Because God has given you a different message. And that's what's so poignant for us as believers. Either Mm -hmm. we are going to believe and trust God and make it happen because we believe and trust God, or we're going to accept 
what the enemy says. And the enemy's voice can come in the, in the form of mm. well-meaning people. You're not supposed to sit up. You just had surgery. What do you mean you uh, want to stand yeah, up? You just had yeah. surgery. No, those are well-meaning right. people. That Their medicine exactly. is their thing. You know, they weren't trying to keep me from doing what God wanted me to do. But I and could not let that their doubt. About anything in our lives, too. Anything, Yes, that's such an excellent point. I believe firmly, Juanita, that the reason I'm walking today, the reason I'm Mm -hmm. walking and driving and going up Mm -hmm. and downstairs and hanging my own draperies and and (laughs) cooking my own food, (coughs) excuse me, the reason I'm doing all of that is because I believe God. God says that he's a healer. He says he's an ever-present help. And I called on the healing of God to come forth, and I called on him to help me. I believe the word when it says that God has assigned angels to us. We have legions of angels assigned Mm -hmm. to us to do what we ask them to do. My pastor taught us to give our angels an assignment. Speak to Mm -hmm. them and tell them to do something. If you need something, Mm -hmm. call on the angel power that God assigned to you. And I believe that. Oh, I I do too. I do, too. I absolutely do. Yes. Amen. I thank God. I have a, I'm on a prayer call every Tuesday and Thursday, and, and it was my turn to pray today, and I just continue to release the angels who are assigned to us because I just believe with everything in me that, that the reason that I'm able to walk today, because I was paralyzed in a wheelchair, then a walker, and now I'm walking without any of that. I'm going to see my neurosurgeon tomorrow. I can't wait for him to see me walking there without any assistance. I can't oh wait. My and I walk slowly, but I'm walking. You know, last Sunday I had on mm. high heel shoes. Oh, my God, I cannot tell yeah. you. They weren't my stilettos but my stilettos are up next. They're queued up. <laughs> wow. And so that's the second time I've worn high heel shoes in the last 30 days. You know, and I'm, I just remain convinced that, you know, my equilibrium is is off right now, but it's getting itself together. Mm-hmm. More often than mm-hmm. not, I'm, I'm more level and not dizzy. More often than not, my walking is not wobbly. I'm positive mm-hmm. that all of this is turning itself around, and that's because mm-hmm. of faith. Faith moves God, and I have yeah, believed God and not doubted. Right, mm-hmm. the power of believing. Oh, we, we need to just believe more. Absolutely. Oh, what a, a, that's such a powerful story, Pamela. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to follow that, um, <laughs> you know, the journey that you have had and and just refusing to give up and refusing to accept defeat, I think, is, is the message there. And, and, yeah. and because of that and your belief, that's why you're doing as well as you're doing today. I really do feel that way. Amen. That there's such power there. Amen to yeah. that. I'm going back in the studio. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. next week. It depends on the weather. Um, I was supposed to be there this week, but, you know, we got scared by a storm. <laughs> but well, I'm going back in the studio. What's next week? I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, oh, okay, so okay, cool. What, what you're doing now. Um, but I, I want to ask you about um, the consulting group. I think you have a consulting group, Gibraltar. I want to talk a little bit about that and what you're doing with that and what has evolved from that. 
Oh, sure. I was an English teacher for 13 years, and so, mm-hmm. and I'm degreed in English. And so um, as an English teacher, I knew that I only wanted to teach a limited amount of years, and then I wanted to try something else. And that's how the Gibraltar Consulting Group came to be. And I left education and went into corporate America and began to write training documentation. And I've oh. written for some of the flag, flagship companies in their industry, the home Depot, UPS, AT&T, IBM, Verizon, mm-hmm. <laughs> Aflac, I've been SunTrust Bank, Wachovia. I've written just for really? for all okay. for so many industries. And as an instructional designer, I don't have to know anything. I just know how, have to know how to put the training together. And so mm-hmm. they would pair me with a subject matter expert, and the mm-hmm. subject matter expert would give me the the raw data, and then I turn it into training materials. And I do training materials that are either written mm-hmm. for a physical trainer to provide the training or online. And so, oh. <laughs> so and I really, really that's, love that. That really is a gift. That's that's your niche area. It's just being able to take information and put it into a training document. Yes. And the benefit from having been a teacher is that I write from an end user's perspective. And so Mm -hmm. when I sit and write, for example, Aflac did a desktop application for their customer service group in the call center. And I wrote from a perspective of a CSR in a call center. And so when they gave the training document to um, the the customer service group, they were able to see, okay, from how to log into the system to how to execute every single task they would be responsible for because I literally sat there and executed every single task that they were responsible for, documented it. They trained me on how what their task was, and then I wrote mm-hmm. about it. And so their book, their training uh, manual <laughs> was very, very detailed. Very detailed. And so I love, love, love writing. I can write anything. And I use that to springboard from um, corporate America into what I'm doing now, which is writing mm-hmm. award shows and television shows. Yeah, I, I want to talk the- about that. I want to ask you about that because you are the director and writer of the Steeple Awards show and the Black Woman in Jazz Award show. What exactly yeah. are you doing for them? Um, I literally am the director and the writer. Um, I write all of the communications that you see for the Steeple Awards, um, from the, the letter saying, hey, you've been nominated, come on out to our show, to, hey, would you be interested in being a presenter? And then any anything that is said on the show with every single presenter, I've written whatever they say. I, I literally wow. research everybody so that I can – pull from their life and they can say something that's relevant to them in their presentation. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love it. My goodness. That's such a gift. Oh, awesome. I I started it as a school teacher. I didn't, of course, realize that I was writing a show and directing a show, but I was the advisor for the National Junior Honor Society, and I do things big. I never, I think, gargantuan. And so when we had the induction ceremony, I decided I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be a big production. And the superintendent Mm -hmm. was my keynote speaker. And some, you know, the assistant superintendent came and attended the show and or the induction. And so, you know, I started all of this as a school teacher. So I know how to put that kind of stuff together in my head. (laughs) 
you know, and I, I think it's it. amazing how God prepares us for what is to come. And so you certainly prepared. You have such a gift. And, you know, all those years you've spent in the school system and, and teaching English and all of that certainly prepared you, helped to prepare you for um, what you're doing now with this writing. That is such an incredible mm-hmm. gift. So what's next and for I'll... you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh... Well, I I was just going to say that I love that people call me now and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm interested in your services. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me more about what you do? And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, wow. You want to get those calls. (laughs) I want to get those call me more, call Mm -hmm. me more. (laughs) But, you know, as you know, certainly your reputation precedes you. You know, the word is out there. The job that you're doing, obviously, you know, the work speaks for itself and people start to to know you by that, by your work. And so certainly the word is getting out there, and you start getting the calls, which is wonderful. I thank God for that. I thank God for that's how the women in jazz, that organization call me, women's uh-huh. battles call me. It's like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> I had a conference call with her before I spoke with you. It's like, yeah, and and I love being the person who lays the foundation you know, and so whoever comes behind me will have to reach for the bar that I've set, you know. I love that. I love laying out mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. I'm a process thinker. And so mm. I lay out the process and I do it in a way where you can come in and take my position and see the process that's been defined clearly for you, pick up mm-hmm. the notebook that mm-hmm. I've created and roll mm-hmm. with it. You know, right? Because that's what so the you're teacher does. Way. I mean, you're certainly paving the way for for others to follow. Um, Absolutely, you're you're a pioneer. <laughs> you're <laughs> I love really that. True, you really, truly are. You really are. So, with all that you've mm-hmm. done, because you you've had the opportunity, you've been so blessed to have done so much, and um, in your life, what's next for you, Pamela? Well, I really am focused on healing. I am, you know, I've called this bout with cancer the three-peat because this is my third battle with cancer. And I've Mm -hmm. done hashtag winner takes all. And so I know that either I'm going to win big or I'm going to lose big. My my focus is on winning. And Mm -hmm. so I don't, I, I, amen. I don't do anything that brings any stress to my life. I'm focused on healing. Wherein at the same time, the angels are still singing in my ear, and it's time for me to release another project. And so I've written some really mm. good songs and partnered with some really good producers and composers. And so when I go back in the studio next week, we're going to start on the portrait series. And I call it the Portrait Series because Mm -hmm. the book that I'm writing is called Portrait of a Champion. The CD is called Portrait of a Warrior. And so in both of those, you get to see pictures Mm -hmm. of me and pictures of the life that I've lived and the battles that I've fought and the victories that God has helped me to win. And so I believe that some of the songs that that are written, well, I believe all of the songs that I'm writing um, will just minister to people in different places. You know, I love musical genres, and so Destiny Resurrected has go-go on it because I'm from Virginia, and go-go music is popular in Virginia, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. where I went to college. And then I have ballads and love songs to God, and, and so I'll continue 
I'm experimenting with the genres that I love. I sang jazz when I was in college, and so there will always be a jazz song Mm. on every project that I do. And so Uh I'm excited about the portrait of a warrior because I want to see how the music that God has given me becomes something that you, Juanita Farrell, can listen to Mm. and be blessed by. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Such a blessing for so many. I mean, your your ministry is so incredibly powerful because certainly you can feel it. I mean, I can feel it, um, the, the gift that you've been given for this ministry to be able to do this and, and bless so many by your music. And so it comes through in your, in your music. I've listened to some of your songs, and all of that comes through in the music, and it reaches out to people and touches Amen. their spirit, and that's what you want. Yeah, that's certainly wow. my goal. Mm, and I wrote, I'm is... a champion. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm a champion is a declaration. And I believe that no matter what it looks like, you have to remember that the word says we mm-hmm. win. And so no matter what it looks like, I still declare I'm a champion. You know, when I wrote Father Breathe, <laughs> it was a prayer. God, I just need your help. All of that wow. is important because as you minister to others, you also need to be ministered to. And the song we're going to do next week is called Double Down. It's a blues song, mm-hmm. a blues swing song mm-hmm. kind of song. And, you know, it talks about how the enemy came for my life. And the doctors were telling me I was going to lose. But I decided to double down on Jesus and double down on the blood. And I believed the word. Ooh. Know, I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear that, you know, because mm. <laughs> I walk around singing it in my house. But to hear my producer is Billy Jones on this, Mr. Jones on this, and he <laughs> he's ridiculously talented, and so he's already feeling it. I can't wait to hear Double Down. I can't wait because I know it's going to be incredible, and I know that when you listen to it, whatever mm-hmm. you're going through, it's going to help you understand that whatever the doctor says, Double down on the blood and watch the blood do its work. Pamela, you have given meaning to the word warrior. (laughs) (laughs) You really have. Your warrior spirit, I tell you, you know, just not to let things, you know, take you to a different place. You know, stay focused, um, stay in the spirit, and, and keep moving forward because there's much work still for you to do. Well, we're going to take a short break now. Um, After that, I mean, that's just so powerful. And when we come back after the break, Pamela, I want you to talk to the listeners. I want you to minister to the listeners as you've been doing on this call, and especially to those people who feel like giving up. I, I mean, you know, hearing this show and, you know, just the things that you're saying, I mean, I know it's going to be uplifting for so many people, but I really want you to talk to the person out there that's listening to the show that really doesn't feel that they have any reason to to move forward or to go on. Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly, you've got a story that's very different Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how how you you think and feel. So um, we're going to take a short break now, and then we're going to come back and hear some motivating words from you. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow, and I've been talking to Thomas Pamela Johnson, the warrior woman of gospel. We're going to take a break now, and we're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. 
Welcome back to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. And I've been talking to Thomas Pamela Johnson, the warrior woman of gospel, such an amazing woman, woman of God. And I want to bring you back on, Pamela, to talk to the listeners out there, um, you know, minister to the listeners out there, especially those who feel stuck or feel like giving up, um, what would you say to them? Um, life is hard. It just is. Uh, there used to be a song that said, he never said the road would be easy. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that we experience as believers is the difficulties of life. But what mm-hmm. God also says is that he'll be with us. And that means he'll be with us no matter where we are, and no matter what we're going through. The Bible also tells us to believe and not doubt God. And so if you find yourself in a place where it's a hard place and you're trying to see God in this hard place, but you can't see him, I encourage Mm -hmm. you to just believe and not doubt that God is with you wherever you are, whatever you're going through. And in spite of what they say, whoever they is in your life, mm-hmm. and trust that God has got you in the palm of, your, of his hand and in the center of your storm. I encourage you to double down on God. Double down on the blood and trust him with everything you have. And I believe that you'll win because God mm-hmm. says, that we win. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Mm -hmm. God is in you. The enemy is in the world. The word says we win. Mm -hmm. Trust that. Be a champion. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Pamela, and for sharing your journey with us. Um, You are an amazing person and an amazing woman of God. And I just wish you the best in your ministry. Um, You still have work to do. Um, And I am so thankful that, you know, you've spent this time with us and shared your story with us. So I know that there are people out there right now who want to be able to get in touch with you and to follow up with you. So if you wouldn't mind giving out your contact information so people can order your CD and, and, and reach out to you. Maybe they want to book you for something, um, an upcoming event or something to speak, to minister. Um, so give out your information, please. You can find all of my information on my website, PamelaJohnsonOnline.com. It has my contact information, my social media, which I'm at, um, at everything on um, SangChow, so Twitter, Instagram, SangChow, S-A-N-G-C-H-I-L-E. I'm, that's my social media handle on everything. But start with my website, and there are links okay. to me right there in that website. You can get my CD. You can get something from my T-shirt line. I'm going to do a pre-release of my book and the portrait series. All of that will be right there at PamelaJohnsonOnline.com. Okay, PamelaJohnsonOnline.com. So you've heard our listeners. You've heard directly from her um, today. And go out, get a go to her website and look at her website and get all the contact information. 
order her CD, and, um, which is Destiny Resurrected. This woman certainly has a calling. And so support her, and we are just so thankful to have had you on this show, Pamela, and good Amen. luck for everything that you're doing and continuing to minister and spread the word and through your journey and everything that you're being called to do. We wish you the best. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Call me anytime. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. And I've been talking to Pamela Johnson this morning and such an inspiring show um, we've had today. So tune in every Tuesday at 4 o'clock to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great one.